You're listening to the Radio Disney Country Spotlight with Kaylee Hammock. It's the Radio Disney Country Spotlight, and my name's Betsy, and I know you're going to love this next artist as much as I do. She is an incredible performer and musician. She's also a fantastic storyteller. I know you're going to love her stories, and uh, I think we're going to have to talk about the Grand Ole Opry, too, because she recently made her Grand Ole Opry debut, which is a huge deal. So I'm very excited about this. It's Kaylee Hammock. Radio Disney Country, we've got Kaylee Hammock in the studio. Hello! Hi! I have so many questions that I want to ask. Let's start with you growing up from Georgia. Now, obviously, you live in Nashville. But mm-hmm. tell us about growing up. I know your family's really important to you. Okay. Well, as a little girl, I was always kind of the hippie in a hillbilly town. I was always the uh, one wearing tie-dye and kimonos and stuff. And everyone Amazing. else was wearing the Georgia boots and Wranglers. I always wanted to stand out because I never really fit in, I felt like. So my way of standing out was music. And it was my way of connecting with people, I noticed. So, yeah, I started doing music when I was 13 years old. My dad would drive me to all of my gigs. Um, he really is sweet. Oh my god, he's so sweet. Aww. And um, he also, we jokingly called him Big Daddy Security because he'd <laughs> stand at the front of the stage. And if someone was like, if we were playing in a bar and there was somebody that was like, I want to get on stage, he'd be like, No, 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 and like would push him back. That's awesome. My dad is a big supporter. But um, I love that. Anyways, yeah, I grew up the uh, baby of the family, always just wanting to do something. I always had a dream. I always wanted to figure out my way of impacting the world in the best way I could and um, my way of connecting with people was through music that's the only thing that came easy to me so I was always writing songs always performing everywhere and then when I was 19 I had had my heart broken for the last time in that little town Mm. and um, yeah I threw all my clothes in trash bags and I drove 399 miles north to Nashville and me and my little 10 pound pup Tarbra Streisand uh, Tarbs for short uh, because she's a funny girl Uh, you get it you get it I totally get it I love it but um, anyways, me and Tarver Streisand drove to Nashville and we stayed in our car. We slept in a Target parking lot on the south side of Nashville for wow. a few weeks until my dad came up and realized what we were doing. And he was like, there's no way you're going to keep doing uh-huh. this. But um, yeah, that's how we started. Man. OK. You had probably thought about moving to Nashville for a while or was it something that you yes. were just like, OK. okay. Since I, I was 13 when I begged my dad to drive me to Nashville so I could be part of an NSAI song camp because okay. I wanted to learn how to write songs, yeah. truly write songs. And um, yeah, he came with me and we took the class together. It was really fun. That's so but sweet. That was the first time I'd ever been in Nashville. And I think I came back up when I was 16. But when I was 13, it's really funny. We um, went to the Grand Ole Opry and we went across the street and played this little tiny bar that is not open anymore. And it was called Rudy's Bar. Okay. And anyways, we sat and it was like bright fluorescent lighting. They only sold hot dogs and the hot dogs were a dollar. Um, hot dogs and canned drinks. And we sat at literally picnic tables in this building and listened to old country. And I waited my turn to get up there and sing lyrics off a sheet of Crazy by Patsy Klein. Man. And um, it's funny because almost 11 years to the day was the first day I got to walk my parents into the artist's entrance at the Opry across the street. And I realized it only took me 11 years to cross the street. But um, it was just a wonderful moment because I started there with them. That yeah. was my first experience in Nashville. And then 11 years later, I got to bring them in the artist's entrance and Man. walk them down the back halls. And it was just, that's it so was amazing. Cool. That just gave me goosebumps for you. Like, <sighs> that's so, so cool. I love that. 
have those full circle moments too where you're like, okay. Oh like, man, my life is a series of full circles. I don't know why, but I've, I've noticed that everything comes in full circles. So I've learned to be very kind and um, open in the beginning. That's good. if I ever start something bad, it always comes back to me, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's good life advice for everybody though. Be yeah. nice, be open. And only good things will yes. come back. Yes, absolutely. I love all of your music. Thank you. Yes. I, I know that obviously Family Tree is the single, but can you tell us about Redhead? Because that song is really great. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, Redhead is, it's a song, I want to start the record with it. Okay. Just saying, that's okay. my personal opinion. Love it. Uh, but Redhead is a story that came to life when Natalie Hemby came into the writer room and she said, Kaylee, I don't get to write with many redheaded artists and I have this title I want to write, but I have no clue how to write it yet. And we started talking about it and she said the title was Redhead. And as soon as she said the title, it automatically took me back to my childhood because um, um, my mom and daddy started off in a single wide in the 80s, has the orange shag carpet and all, very fancy. <laughs> but um, they started in that little house as daddy was building his business. And slowly but surely, they raised enough money that they didn't have to live in a house on wheels. So they uh, built the house that mom had always dreamed of years later. And we all moved into that. And we kept the single out in the backyard because daddy always said it, that um, you got to remember where you come from. Yes. And um, anyways, my cousin Jennifer is the, I mean, she is a spark of life. She is the token redhead of our family. She's just so sassy. She's a firecracker. I love her to death. And she moved in because she was going to nursing school, didn't have any money. And daddy said, you can stay in the trailer. It's all right. So um, every day when I'd get out of school, I would sneak through the woods and I would go back to her house, probably giving my mom a heart attack every time I snuck away. <laughs> but she would call down there to make sure I was there. Jennifer and I would drink Dr. Pepper out of little teacups that she collected. And um, we'd eat pickles and watch Jurassic Park and lay on that orange shag carpet. So when Natalie said redhead, I automatically went to that moment in my life and I started thinking like, Mama was a hothead, Daddy was a redneck, grew up in a single wide when Reagan was president. And it just started happening. Um, the best songs I've ever written are the ones that just come together. Yeah. They just kind of fall out of the sky. It's like angels drop it down to you. I love that. But, um, yeah, that's why we wrote Redhead the way we did. So awesome. I feel like that has to be the introduction to the album. I feel like it's a good yeah. way to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Tell us about Family Tree, which is so, so awesome. And I love that you got to co-produce on it. Yeah, yeah. I got to co-produce and I got to write my whole record. Yeah. Um, I wrote it with friends. I produced it with friends. And Honestly, Family Tree has created a family around me in Nashville. I started writing Family Tree with Gordy Sampson and Troy Verge, two great writers in Nashville. When I went into that write with Gordy and Troy, I said, I have a super redneck line, but for some reason I like it. And it's sister smoked all the camels in the county last week. She cleaned out the 7-Eleven, sneaking in, smelling like nicotine. And Gordy turned around and was like, tell us more about your family. And um, I just started talking about them. Uh, my mom loves Tupperware, obsessed with Tupperware. As kids, we always had Tupperware and Pampered Chef parties. Amazing. And it's so funny, the more I talk about this, my mom now sends me screenshots that people are inviting her to Facebook invites to like Tupperware party groups and stuff. And she said, next time, please tell them I love Loggenberger baskets instead. <laughs> I want to be invited to those parties. <laughs> so you know what the next record's going to have on it. But anyways, um, yeah. So I started talking about my mom's obsession with Tupperware and how my dad has his, it's notoriously his. It's just his armchair. And he's the only person that sits in it besides for my dog. And every time he sits down in it and props his feet up, he falls asleep within 10 minutes. And um, falls 
falling asleep during football games. And the only time the man wakes up is if you try to change the channel to watch something else while he's sleeping. But yeah, we just started talking about all the different things that make the people in our lives so very special and also makes them hilarious. All the little tiny quirks that make family family. And uh, blood is thicker than crazy. We're all crazy in my family. Fun kind of crazy. So yeah, family tree just kind of fell out of the air, it felt like, in that writing room. And then when Mikey and I got together, we were just staff writers at Universal Publishing. It just happened. We started producing it on a $500 demo budget and we only had friends work on it, only had friends sing on it. And now we're here. The creation we created in the very beginning has stuck through all of the others that we've made. And now this is my very first single. So it means a lot to me to have this as my first single. That's so exciting. I love that. And I love that you were involved in every part of it. You know, Yes, that was the that yeah. was the best part of it. Yeah. I got to be the producer. I got to be the writer. I got to be the vocalist. Yeah. I was given a chance to be heard. Yeah. And I think I've just waited my entire life for that. It's got to be such an exciting time right now because you talk about, you know, growing up when you're 13 and knowing that music was going to be the thing for you and then moving to Nashville when you're 19 and now it's like, it's all happening. I know. I turned 25 last Monday. Man. Happy and, birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Or this awesome. Monday. And um, anyways, yeah, it was crazy. I got to spend my birthday in Vegas um, singing at a show and life has been a whirlwind lately, but I'm just so incredibly thankful that I get to be heard and I get to spread music to people. I love it. And you've got some dates coming up with Dirk Bentley I saw later. Oh, Tell us about that. You. Yeah. Yes, we're playing. Um, so I love Tennille Towns and she is the opening slot right yes. now for Dirk's on the Burning Man tour. And anyway, she had to come back to Nashville, couldn't do the last three shows on the tour. So Dirk's reached out and was like, do you want to come in and take the spot and play? And I'm like, oh, I guess so. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. What? Um, yeah. So we are playing in Sacramento. Irvine yep. and Mountain View. Okay, that's so, so exciting. I'm really excited. This is yeah. my first week in California, too. So this yeah. is just everything. I'm just so excited. What have been some of your favorite cities while you've been on radio tour? One of my favorites was we were on tour opening up for Lanco in January on the Hallelujah Nights tour. And we were driving into Vancouver. It was 8 a.m. I had woke up before the other guys on the bus that morning. And I went to sit and talk to the bus driver as we were driving in. And we were going over the bridge into Vancouver. I'd never been to Canada before. And the buildings are so very much modern. They literally for a minute, it was because I just woke up. And when you live on a tour bus, it's almost like time travel. Like you fall asleep in Boise, Idaho, and you wake up in Seattle and you're like, what state is this? Like, I don't even know what day is it? Um, But yeah, I woke up and the first thing I see is all these beautiful buildings. And it just I felt like I was going into the future for like a full five seconds. And um, so Vancouver, I really want to go back and experience more of it. I loved Madison, Wisconsin. It was so cute and quaint and charming and it was snowing the whole time. Mm. But yeah, everywhere I've been, Seattle is beautiful. L.A. is just magical to me. There's something there's like an underlying current running underneath the streets in this town. And I don't know if it's fueled by dreams or fueled by passion for something, but it's just amazing here. Well, we're so glad you're here. I feel like you need to come back more. Oh, Oh, let me know. Okay. I want any excuse to come back. Okay. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. I'm excited. All right. It's Kaylee Hammock. It's Radio Disney Country. <laughs> the Radio Disney Country Spotlight on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Check out Radio Disney Country on the Radio Disney app. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Radio Disney Country and on Twitter at RD Country.